0: for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio adrenaline. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the roundtable.
1: The Pulse
0: starts now.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Search Pulse. This is Barry Schwartz. Um, Blackbeard in the chat room over there says that I have a robotic type of intro, so um, he's thinking about registering RobotBarry.com right now, so I think I'm going to try to grab it while we're talking. But anyway, I wanted to do my robotic intro and see, uh, and then I can start with the show. So basically, uh, my name is Barry Schwartz. I run the Search Engine Roundtable, and I'm also known as Rusty Brick. Um, like always, with me today is Ben Pfeiffer. He's the Senior Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable, He is also known in the forums as Phoenix, and he's from RankSmart.com. Chris Boggs, the associate editor of the Surgeon Roundtable, is also with us today fresh off a train. Um, He spent, I think, last night in in New York City, Manhattan, and he has some stories, I guess, to tell us. He works in the SEO department as a search strategist at Avenue A Razorfish. Um, So let's get started with the topics that we have today. Um, The first thing is I just want to post a link to last week's uh, archive of the Search Pulse. Uh, we talked a lot about Live.com last week, MSN's new search engine that everybody um, is buzzing about, and nobody in this in the search community is really caring about. And and we also talked about a lot about uh, Google and Yahoo and other other topics. But I just posted a link to that in the chat room, and you guys can check it out if you missed it. Otherwise, here's the fourth edition. And today is September 26th, Tuesday, and 5 p.m. Eastern. And the first topic I want to talk about is the ability for you guys to check your Google organic results in any country out there. Um, There's a new tool out there that was posted in Creative Site Forms. The tool is at another tool that we discussed last week. It's also at oyoy.eu. That's oy-oy.eu slash Google slash world. It basically goes ahead and you can plug in one keyword phrase, um, and it would actually allow you to compare side-by-side side one geolocation with another geolocation. So what I did last week with Danny Sullivan was type in the word liar into the query box, and what I got was two different result sets. I compared location one with the United States, with the data center being google.com in English, and I could compared location two being United Kingdom, and data center, too, in, using uh, google.com, as well as English results. And I'm going to do the search right now um, in real time. It might take a little while. Uh, but, in the, but basically what we found was that the results were different based on what you're searching. So United States was different than what was in the United Kingdom. And we found some uh, U.K. results specific to a specific... A specific um, I think he was. I'm waiting for the result to come up, but it was a specific. uh, Here we go, scrolling down. It was. uh, Now I can't find it. But anyway, it was a specific police officer or, or somebody who, was ranking well in the UK for the term liar because I guess people felt he was a liar. Any event, um, I want. It's a great tool. You can compare. You know, pretty much all these different geographic locations, including, um, Belgium, which we which we talked about last week, Canada, China, Denmark, India. Iran, Italy, Korea, uh, Mexico, Netherlands, Poland, Spain, Switzerland, Thailand, Turkey, the UK, United States, of course, and I can't pronounce the last one. I think it's Hungary or something like that. In any event, I wanted to pass this along to Chris and see if he has any thoughts on this tool.
2: Oh, thanks, Barry. Um, yeah, I had a good time, and uh, I just got back from uh, New York. I was at the Oma East Conference, so. uh... Hope to be able to provide uh, plenty of insight today, but I have to admit that I have not prepared as much for the show as I usually <coughs> do. Um, I did check out this Google results in any country. I was on the train, kind of playing with it, and uh, of course, naturally, I chose uh, to check the uh, Belgium uh, <laughs> results. And uh, I'm trying to duplicate the results right now. It, uh, what you said about it being slightly slow sometimes is is certainly true. I think it's a very cool tool, though. Um, it gives us, you know, the uh, ability to see the sponsored links as well as uh, the organic links, and uh, if there's any one-box results, like for example, uh, when I was doing the search for SEO, I always get that Stora Enso uh... which is the uh, SEO ticker symbol uh, for that particular company. But uh, overall, I think it's a very cool tool, and I foresee us being able to use it a lot. Um, I do find in in my searches for SEO. Um, Slightly different results in some cases, although the one that I ran earlier um, had identical results from uh, U.S. and Belgium, which I thought was kind of weird. And I also, um, it's a little bit confusing having to choose a data center and um, not being that much of a techie. I'm not sure um, what some of these data centers, maybe you guys could explain the difference between when you choose data center Google.com versus one of the data centers that's the IP and versus maybe the subdomains of oy oy uh, I, I don't understand uh, how those can be data centers like whitesnow.oioi.eu eu. Uh, maybe uh, ben you might have some insight on 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 explaining that
3: um, yeah i was uh, the the creator of the particular tool was kind of explaining that a little bit more and i think the particular data centers that are from Oioi they're run through his server and like how this tool is created they're using them, like anonymous proxy um, in order to access the web um, from a particular set of proxies that he's established, so that you can run this tool accurately, and he mentioned that the best way to get accurate results is actually to pick a different data center than actually Google.com, since it runs through his server. So if you go through here and you pick, um, you know, a different one or location or even an IP address, you're going to get some accurate results. Um, this is a pretty clever tool, and I think it's going to be really uh, valuable for just SEOs, especially even just targeting like regionally um and just want to kind of see how the the rankings are changing between google.com and so on. Um uh, I ran a bunch of different searches. Um ran some of the education category and also for some like interesting terms such as like color with a u as opposed to color without. Um and found some interesting things that came up and you know for example in the United Kingdom it definitely favors sites that um have uh United Kingdom domains um obviously and then you know ran it against Thailand and various other, you know, local, the way they use the term in other places. So um, this is interesting and um, very useful. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a question in the chat room about how to use the tool. Um, Going to that page, you know, oy-oy.eu slash google slash world, will go ahead and make you go, wow, I'm confused. Just skip all those ads at the top. Don't click on them. Just go down. Look for a query box. You'll see a long query box. Enter the query in there. Then you'll see on the left-hand side location one, and then on, the, on its right location two, and then data center one and data center two. Just say I want to. You know, so for example, you want to compare how you rank for. Let's say you're a web design company, and you want to um, compare. You know how you, your rankings. Let's say you rank number one for web design in. In I don't know Belgium. And you're located in Belgium and you're a web design company in Belgium, and you type in web design, you're number one, and when you do a search in Google, at, at www.google.com, you do a search on Belgium, and you do a search uh, I'm sorry, on web design, and you're sitting in Belgium right now, your site ranks number one. But when somebody's sitting in the United States today and does a search on Web design, you, you know your site is not coming up number one. The question is, why is that? Google goes ahead and adjusts their algorithm slightly to the benefit of Belgium. Uh, belgian based um, sites if you're searching from within the country and if that site has certain characteristics to imply that it's from the country. So, for example, if your site is hosted in Belgium, if your site has a certain language that you know, is specific to that country, and so on. So this tool allows you to see how you rank well for in each location. Uh, so it's very comes in handy from anybody any SEO out there that does um, you know, international SEO work for any company because you can go ahead and quickly see, you know, you know, where a certain keyword phrase is ranking, who's ranking well for it and and what the different criteria is for the landscape of that search in the different in the different areas. Um so that helps. Um hopefully that explains to the person in the chat room what it does. Um, just just skip over those ads again. It's just they're kind of annoying, and you'll go ahead and see that. Um, anybody else have anything else to add about that?
3: Um, yeah, there's a final thing. There's a discussion in terms of, like, what the changes were, and people were talking about how there was only, like, a small number of regions with different geolocation adjusted results, whereas some regions shared the same results, and um, people always were kind of thought that, if it was geo-targeted, if it was a different location, it would be different. But that doesn't seem to be the case in this app. In this, with this tool, you can actually observe that there it's the same in some locations. So that's kind of useful for maybe SEOs or webmasters to know in general that you know in some locations you might do better, other locations you might do worse. Um, but maybe <laughs> for the most part, you'll do fine, just as where you are currently. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I. I'd like to add one more thing too. I just ran a search, uh, uh, running uh, the Belgium with one of the data centers, and then look for French results. It's actually really cool. And I can once again, I just need to reemphasize that we will certainly use this, especially when we're researching for international clients. But uh, if you look at the difference between the English results returned for SEO in the U.S. and the French results returned in Belgium, I mean, there's obviously a huge difference. You've got uh, SEO story as number one with an additional listing. Um, kind of really cool, I thought, near the bottom of the page is the FAQ uh, video sur le SEO par Matt Cutts. <laughs> so Matt Cutts is a uh, big superstar in France, it looks like, too, as well, in Belgium. And uh, some pretty cool uh, listings in there. One thing that I noticed is they're all uh, French titles and descriptions, with the exception of one, which is a Dark SEO Team, <laughs> Private Black Hat SEO Forum. <laughs> it was a kind, of, kind of humorous, uh, but it looks like the... Uh, uh, there is some French content further beyond that Cool
1: very nice all right so we're going to do one more quick topic and then go into commercial and we'll get back into the this, this stuff soon. So next topic I wanted to discuss was remember all that fun we had with live.com last week um, mm-hmm. that you know everybody was talking about it and the big bug with live dot com was that when you somebody used did a search on live dot com clicked over on one of the search results that click that was not strung along in terms of the referral data was not passed along, passed along to the actual end user, meaning the webmaster didn't know that somebody was coming from Live.com for that search. So Microsoft admitted that it was a bug. Um, it seems like they fixed it on um, September 15th, that Friday, after we reported it. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was reported on September 15th, and on September 18th, we reported it, that Microsoft confirmed the bug, and then on September 21st, um, it seems like they fixed it. They fixed the issue. Um, so any data in the past obviously is lost. You don't know any of that traffic came from Live.com. As of September 21st and forward, you will now see in your log files Live.com referral data in terms of you know where that search came from and what search uh, queries were actually produced throughout the uh, you know the, the phase. Um, ben, do you have anything more to add? Have you been looking at any stats recently? Um, a little bit. Yeah, actually, I was looking at
3: Search and Roundtable stats today. Um, I didn't notice a whole lot of traffic from Search.Live.com, but um, just to Microsoft credit, I thought it was pretty quick at them to get this resolved pretty fast. I think the dead period was only from, like, September 14th to, like, the 20th. So it was only, like, six days, which isn't really too long, and the fact that it was taken care of really quickly didn't really impact Webmasters that much, and probably most people didn't even really notice it whatsoever. So... Um, small thing, um, pretty cool. So just look for look in your logs and look for search.live.com, and you also see msn.com stuff in there as well, so you can kind of see the differences of where your traffic's coming from, which will be
2: useful.
1: Cool. And uh, Chris, anything on that? or?
2: Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> as usual, uh, I'm ready to flatten my lips. Um, I was just looking at a report, uh, an ad center report for one of our uh, pharma clients, and uh, It showed um, steady average impressions between 5,500 and 6,500 with, you know, 300-plus clicks a day throughout this period. So it looks like at least we were able to get that data um, through the Microsoft Ad Center system. Uh, I know that as far as the referral data, a lot of it will be lost, and that's unfortunate that... uh, they can somehow uh, give it back cause I know some uh, advertisers that aren't using the MSN Ad Center. Obviously, that's not going to—it's not going to help them. So um, I think uh, it was yet another hurdle for MSN to clear. But as a matter of fact, there was a, a speaker today at OMA. I can't remember exactly who it was. that was talking about you know the MSN problems. Actually, it was uh, Tim Daly from SynTech, and he was talking about um, how even though MSN is sort of wrought with these kind of problems the value of the visits and, and, and of the conversion uh, percentages from MSN visitors still greatly outweighs uh, the consistent headaches uh, from that, that we get from uh, trying to manage MSN. So I, I tend to agree with him on that, and it, I think it's probably hit Yahoo a little, and that will tie into a uh, subject we'll talk about later on.
1: Right. Um, I, before we go into commercial, quickly wanted to address one question in the chat room. Uh, people are saying, you know, all right. So now we could go ahead and check, see um, how our our sites are ranking in other countries with that tool from OI um, OI. Um, the question is, uh, how do I go ahead and rank a site well, let's say, in the UK versus in the US? Uh, I posted a link in the chat room to some past discussion from a conference I attended, a Search Engine Strategies Latino version, that was this past um, July 11th in 2006. And what the tips were is one, use you know, country-specific top-level domains. So if it's you know the U.K., use .co.uk. Also make sure um, that you, um, you know, use, um, you know, content from that country. Um, use their, like, the the meta tags that require the, that content. Um, in addition, make sure you're hosted in that target, in that country itself. And also try to get links from people within other sites with that that are hosted in that country and are related to that country. Um, and some other things. There's just a lot of tips in there on, in that thread I posted. Um, you can find it by going to the archive section of the SC Roundtable, clicking on Category Archive, and then scroll down to the Search Conferences, and you'll see um, you'll see the different conferences listed, and you'll see a Latino one, Search and Strategy 2006 list, um, listed. And I think Ben wants to add one more thing, and after Ben's done talking, we'll go into a commercial. Ben? Yeah, um, in, in
3: regards to, like, ranking regionally, it's really important to have your site, like, hosted within that country. Um, and when you go to check, you know, other hosting companies, be sure you ask them where the servers are located because sometimes you could, you know, go to a U.K. company and get hosting, but the server is actually located in, like, Romania or something. I have heard of cases where that's happened, and it's been kind of a pain. Um, but, you know, if, if you really want to do successful in that specific area, then just make sure to check it out and, you know, search the IPs that they might possibly get you and definitely get a dedicated IP if you, know, if, if you can pay for it um, and that will definitely help
1: out Great, alright, so talking about um, international, we're going to be talking about some Canadian topics when we get back, so here's our first yeah. commercial and, and we'll speak to you soon
0: Sit tight and don't move The Pulse, Pulse. We'll be back after this short break more than a name
3: Google AdSense how do I earn from thee let me count the ways Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night it was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com AdSense now.
0: 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types hooker, escort, hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. (laughs) He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click, great results.
4: Baby TextlinkAds.com
0: Now, back to the Pulse, the Pulse Only on WebmasterRadio.fm Here's your host
1: Hi, and welcome back This is Barry Schwartz from the Surgeon Roundtable Again with us today is Chris and Ben Pfeiffer all right, we just finished talking about, um, about um, the, 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 the cool search engine that allows you to compare two different search engines, uh, two different uh, locate geospecific search engines at Google. So if you're searching in one country um, on Google.com, you'll get different results sometimes than when you search in the United States on Google.com. And on that topic, I wanted to go ahead and bring up a uh, thing that came up in the, in the search forums about Canadians not being welcome into the Google Advertising Professionals program at least not individuals are allowed, but Google, cor- you know, corporations that want to join the Google Advertising Professional Program, which is this program available to AdWords folks out there who want to be certified or some type of certification from Google, saying, I passed the test, I, I deserve a logo on my site. And currently, um, Canadians are one of the countries that are not allowed to participate in this program. Um, what happened was <clears throat> one person found this to, and applied and found that only, like, some places in Europe, the East, and Africa are allowed to get in there, but not Canadians. I don't know why. Um, Andrew Goodman, who is a very well-known Canadian um, and very well-known AdWords expert, said that he was not too pleased, basically, about this whole thing. So um, he basically wants uh, an apology from Google about this. Um, I think we'll go to Ben. I don't know if you had any time to look at this, but let's see your thoughts on this whole Yeah, I did. I can imagine it can be
3: really frustrating for Australians and Canadians. I mean, if you're an SEM in Botswana, you can (laughs) be a qualified company, but not in Canada. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, you can be a qualified professional in Canada, and that's perfectly fine. And, you know, I I, I don't know if any response from Google in regards to this, um, but, you know, one of the posters in... Um, the forums had mentioned this is really not kind of like new news. It's just kind of recently discovered, and that Google had made an announcement about this um, that Middle East and Africa and Europe were part were eligible for qualified company, um, but didn't say anything about Canada. So I, I'm a kind of at a loss to understand why they wouldn't let that because Yahoo's obviously got its programs and has various levels of you know um, relationship that allows webmasters to come in, but you know Google excluding Canada. I right.
1: um, okay, so how about Chris? Do you have any thoughts on this?
2: Sure. Um, I f- certainly feel that uh it is uh, I mean, it, it wasn't simply an oversight like Jensen said. Uh it's um, you know, to me I would be very insulted if I was Canadian. A- at least there are able to be qualified individuals. I mean, you have to give them that, but uh I think that uh, both Jen and Andrew uh bring up some good points uh one thing i hate to chastise anyone but uh i don't like andrew's use of the uh word retarded in its context and i also feel that people are uh knocking on botswana uh a little bit too much uh, for my opinion but other than that i think uh that uh you know i feel bad for the canadians and then definitely the australians because you know they are perfectly deserving of uh disqualified professional uh, corporation status. And, and, you know, this should be something that I, I agree that there needs to be an apology and an explanation.
1: Right. Uh, on that topic, um, Yahoo went ahead and posted in that actual search engine watch forum thread discussing this whole Google Canada thing. And he, this guy, Martin Bern, the director of Yahoo Search Marketing Canada, said, hey, you know, I just moved over to Canada we're from you know MSN and Yahoo and whatever and we're launching a country management and operations team for Yahoo search marketing um, it will be coming up soon and will be it will be based in Canada they'll have an email address that's canadian based and they'll have a canadian phone number that will be answered by a canadian basically rubbing it in the face of Google saying hey you know we're from Yahoo we're doing this why aren't you guys doing this and this is really the first time i have ever seen um, a, you know, a uh, search engine go into another search engine's, you know, area and post saying, hey, you know, you guys are, you know, losers, we're doing this, why are not you guys doing this? I've never seen, you know, a Google guy go into a Yahoo thread or a you know, Yahoo Sarah go into a uh, Google AdWords thread and, you know, mock fun of, you know, Google not doing something. this is just very uncharacteristic of Yahoo for doing this. Uh, maybe it's because he's new. Uh, I'm not really—I sh- mean, new to the whole Canada thing. Um, you know, Chris, you have any thoughts on that?
2: Oh, well, I think it's—it's k- kind of cool. I mean, this could be the uh, start of uh, some pretty cool back and forth. Uh, you know, uh, you may be right that uh, it's because he's kind of new, uh, but you know, to me, um, why not take advantage of uh, a hot topic and come in and give your point of view and maybe ask uh, and an MSN should follow follow suit and say, hey, we love Canada too <laughs> and that that'll force Google into addressing is, the issue at least hopefully.
1: Right. And Ben? Um, nope. Nothing. Cool. Yeah, I just thought this was pretty shocking. I, I personally never seen this and I've been tracking forums for uh for over three years now, so it's kind of, you know, a wow to me. Um All right, so basically another thing in terms of community and search engines is, you know, Danny Sullivan. Danny Sullivan, this past Sunday, turned 41. Um, The search engine watch for moderators um, went ahead and worked on their annual Danny Sullivan birthday picture with the faces glued onto this one big portrait um, all around Danny, who's wearing this little uh, handkerchief, looks like a U.S. Um he looks like a, a united states um flag around his neck. He's from originally from Orange county California. He lives now in the u k with his wife and kids um but you know it's just funny it's his you know he's forty one on sunday um he's moving on probably from search engine watch and you know search and strategies as well as everybody's discussing um uh, with the incisive thing and um you know we all wish him the best we're all you know, happy, you know, standing behind him, supporting him. And you can see all the people, all the moderators over there. And I know Chris is a moderator at Searching and Watch, so I thought maybe you (laughs) want to say something.
2: Well, yeah, first of all, I hope that people are checking out the picture because uh, you look like some sort of dark overlord, I think, the picture that they got of you. It looks kind of very menacing, and uh, I'd be a little (laughs) bit worried to be standing behind you or in front of you or beside you <laughs> with that pose. I, I noticed they also uh, threw a bandana on my head. I couldn't find myself until I noticed in the upper left there, they've uh, made me look kind of like a pirate. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's funny. a great thing, and, and uh, this is a good tradition. Uh, happy birthday, Danny.
1: This <laughs> is funny. I'm going to go through some of the pictures. Um, yeah, so you see a Chris on the left with that bandana on his head. Um, You also note, you can see Todd, um, oil man in the back right next to um, Andrew Goodman, who's all the way in the top right. If you want to know who Andrew Goodman is, he's all the way in the top right over there. Mm -hmm. Um, Aussie Webmaster is a little under Todd to the right, his left. Um, There is Danny's kid there, I think. Um, Not sure. Obviously, you can notice. um, You can also see Gary Price, who is no longer with Surgeon Engine Watch, but he's directly if you're looking at the picture um, on the right of my picture, on my left, um, that looks good. So we have a lot of people there, some funny-looking people, a lot of bandanas, I don't know what's but the, uh, I guess to cover up the neck spaces and stuff like that. So happy birthday, Danny, and, uh, you know, many more. Um, the next topic we have here is basically um, Yahoo said they're going to see ad growth slow, meaning, you know, ad, where, you know Yahoo, pay a search marketing, in certain industries, the revenue is going to start to slow down in terms of growth. So, you know, let's say they were making, you know, you know, two times, you know, they're growing, you know, 100% each year, 150% each year, it's going to go down to they're growing to 125% or whatever it might be. And specifically, the growth is going to slow, let um, me find which industries, but I think it was in the, uh, where is it? I don't know exactly. But basically, I think it was the automotive industry and some other industry that, those are going to actually the curve is going to start to flatten out a little bit, um, and webmasters are talking about this and they're saying, yeah, this is no, you know, go figure, this is going to happen because Yahoo um, has, you know, they they have this old search marketing console. It's still the Overture, you know, system basically. They had it's slow, it's annoying, it doesn't do everything we need to do, it drives poor traffic. No, no wonder their their ad growth is slowing down at this point. And the same day, they, you know, as they announced this, their stock tanked. Um, I actually went to buy more of their stock because of this, but that's a side note. Um, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> also, um, they say that obviously there's a volume problem. And they have some very very valuable points about you know the not launching the YPN product, the contextual ad product product globally yet, and the volume is a problem because they don't have enough ads out there and to get you know more growth in their in their actual paid market. The thing is, Google, Yahoo didn't want to, didn't go ahead and say, you know, why, what specifically is slowing down? Is it the search ads? Is it the contextual ads? Is it the behavioral ads? Is it the banner ads? Is it any email ads? What in, what ad growth is slowing? They didn't break it down for us to look at. So I'm going to turn this over to Ben and see, you know, if you have anything to say about this whole ad growth. Things. Yeah, sure,
3: definitely. Um, the, I think the two industries were automotive and financial services industries. And this whole thing was very vague, you know, how Yahoo CEO just basically said that, you know, there's still growth, but it's not growing as quickly as we expected um, or hoped for, you know, within that time. And there's really no consensus of, like, well, how much growth and what. But if you look at, you know, if it's slowing down in automotive and financial services industries, and we're not talking about pay-per-click, then we can almost kind of sort of tagged certain advertisers that Yahoo does. You know, you go to Yahoo.com homepage, and you're often blasted with these, you know, ads that fly around the page from Ford or whatnot or, you know, such and such. So, you know, maybe these advertisers are finding other ways that, you know, to get more bang for their buck. Um, You know, honestly, I think Yahoo's a little bit late, and I'm not surprised that this is happening, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for Yahoo either. Um, You know, they're still number one, and, um, you know, it's definitely competitive space. But, you know, they seem to lag behind in a lot of things, and, you know, YPN needs some changes. People, webmasters are asking for them, and Yahoo, I think, needs to make a better attempt at, um, you know, satisfying these needs of the webmasters and opening it up. You know, if they open it up beyond um, the U.S., you know, that would give them a lot lot more space in order to do some of this brand advertising. And, you know, even considering... um, the buy of Facebook.com, which would open up a really valuable demographic um, to a lot of this, not just only on pay per click, but just in, in brand advertising in general, because they would own it, um, is tremendous. So I think they're headed in the right direction, um, but you know we'll see kind of where that goes. Um, and there's just a lot of changes that need to happen. People are tired of the interfaces, and um, their systems are kind of strange. I know I had a client last week just have a you know freaked out because Yahoo's billing systems all tied together, and was not able to actually change credit cards uh, or delete credit cards within the account because it was such a problem um, so i had to help them out with that but you know Yahoo is, is changed, the is web is changing in general and Yahoo just needs to step it up I think a notch cool, um, how about Chris
2: yeah um, I think that, you touched on it uh, first of all Ben those were excellent and very valid points uh, Barry you touched on the uh, Idea that it's a contextual problem that uh, Danny brought up in his uh, very important editorial, in my opinion, that he wrote on the 20th. And he tied it into uh, his conversation with Eric Schmidt um, at uh, SES San Jose and how he tried to get Eric to commit to separating uh, search ad revenue from contextual ad revenue and how important that is because. It really could be the case where one uh, and and what Danny hints at is that it's most likely the contextual that's really bringing down uh the rest of search with it and uh you know uh, Eric got very defensive on the subject and uh, you know he, j- he you know wanted to make sure that people de- didn't feel that uh, the sur- that the contextual network network is suddenly tanking and and obviously I mean Eric would be concerned if someone like Danny Sullivan says something like this so I think that it 's great that Danny seems to uh, be carrying the standard as he usually does for us search engine marketers on a very important topic. Uh, I think that this is just uh, another um, situation where we need to get we need to know what it is exactly that 's not working and that 's causing uh, you know if Yahoo comes out with a statement like this, it needs to be a little bit more specific. And, you know The Wall Street Journal article suggest that it's possibly the branded advertising, including the graphical display ads. But, you know, the the search engine marketing community as a whole needs to get better scoop on this in order to be able to better provide advice for our clients as to move forward uh, with whether it be search or uh, contextual or both.
1: Cool. Right. And a lot of people in the chat room are saying that YPN, Yahoo's contextual ad program, Pays a lot higher on a cost on a pay per click basis if you're a, a contextual. So if you get, uh, basically, this is very important for people to know in terms of if you're a publisher, you get paid very well with it. But the problem is if you're an advertiser and you have the content network running, you could blow through a huge, you know, a, a lot of money quickly if you don't watch it carefully and make sure your ROI is up there with your paid search marketing campaign. And ser- ter- and you know, there's two different things: there's the search side and there's the contextual side. So make sure you monitor both very carefully if you're an advertiser. And as a publisher, Yahoo does tend to por- perform very well, even though the ads are kind of less relevant um, compared to AdSense ads. So that's another topic for another day. Um, all right, so the next topic I wanted to discuss was uh, uh, basically a PC Advisors article that came out that says Google plans to upgrade their search engine. It's not their search engine. It's really I mean, it is their search engine, but it's really Google-based they're going to push Google base a lot more than they are now. You know, you do a search on Google.com, what you see now and you see often are these refinement searches. Um, so you see these refinement searches posted. Like you do a search, I'm not exactly sure of an example, but I think some examples will be provided by somebody else. You do a search and you, you get these refinements right under the Google search box. And what that is is really Google base. And Google base is a way for you to upload any type of content into Um, their, what's called Google Base, and it could be from, you know, products such as Frugal, Frugal already integrated with Google Base, and Frugal's been taken off, et cetera. So um, I think maybe we could go with Chris. I think Chris might have examples and clarify this a little bit better than I am right now. Chris?
2: Yeah, I think what you're doing is slightly mixing up a couple things, Barry. Uh, The uh, refinements that you're probably talking about is like if you do a search for migraine um, or some other indications, um, or a p- specific pharm- pharmaceutical product, for example, you'll end up with the refined results, and those are actually through the Google Co-op system. No, um, no that's,
1: th- that's 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 a different refinement. I'm t- there's two different refinements. Okay, so yeah. you're talking
2: about the uh, the the one box area or the where where the frugal used to be or is is no longer going to be, and and local results sometimes show up and so forth, right?
1: Yeah, I'm going to try to find an example while you're yeah exactly. Okay.
2: So. So um, what what I'm essentially getting at is, um, you know, there seems to be a, a lot of people whining about this or whatever. But uh, you know, we've uh, personally um, at, at Avenue A, we're fortunate to have a, a, an entire team of people that does submissions to Google Base. So this is probably going to be great news for some of our advertisers that uh, Google's decided to incorporate this. And I think that other people that are already using Google Base. Uh, to uh, a large extent, are going to be very fortunate, and they're going to have a special holiday season this year. So, um, you know, I, I, I'd say that uh, the majority of the SEOs and SDMs that are worried, uh, that, you know, they just need to get get a system together and uh, start submitting to Google Base. It's it's not really rocket science, and it, it can be very valuable.
3: Right. Right. Um, ben, do you have anything to add? yeah I agree. you know to go ahead and submit to Google base the best time to do it is like right now in order for preparation for what they're planning to do with this um and you know even even submit a site map too that will definitely help things out as well and uh if you're prepared for this, then you're not really gonna you know, you'll be able to weather the storm really well, so you know I wouldn't be too too worried about it. you know who knows is really how much stuff they're gonna push out onto it um onto the the results and modify it a little bit you know. Maybe if you're, you know, a small guy and you have to, you, you depend on every, you know, click and traffic and visitor that comes to your site. This might be a little threatening, but, you know, if you just plan it out right, then I think it will work out. And Google Base is a wonderful product, so we should try it out.
1: Right, right. And I mean, in the Webmaster World forum that I linked to in the post, there were people who just were pretty upset about it because now they have to worry about not just, you know, Google search engine. They have to worry about Google Base search engine now and optimize for that as well but this is really a very um new way to get to the top of the google results the vertical creep that everybody's talking about um so take advantage of it let's you know don't be the one of the people that just complain and not do anything you can complain but go ahead and take advantage of it and hopefully you guys will see and reap the rewards um all right so let's go to the next topic it's about adsense um, AdSense launched a new ad unit, which is a pretty much a square box, 200 pixels by 200 pixels. Um, I posted a link in the chat room to it, and and in the chat room, I posted a link to the chat room in it. And what you can see is that it's basically a square that people have been asking for. People are very excited about it. It's a lot of ad, AdSense publishers have been asking about this, and in, in general, people are very happy. Um, that's right, it was launched on September 22nd. I don't know if uh, Ben has anything to add. to you or... Uh, yeah, Great about actually. the AdSense box? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, this is really cool.
3: I actually like this. I think it's going to be really nice to actually put it on sites. And I haven't seen any, like, discussion about how well it's faring. And, and I guess they really didn't make, a, you know, an announcement about it. I mean, they did, but, um, you know, so this is kind of interesting. And it would be to neat to be able to swap this back and forth between different type of ad unit sizes, and even other, you know, types of uh, dynamic content. Um, I also like this. Is it, it, the, the the box is perfect for video, too. And, you know, it just kind of makes sense if they're heading this direction that they'd kind of come out with a box to be able to accommodate kind of a square TV-like setting so that you could watch it. So this is a positive, I think, for um, advertisers that are going to go that way. And I don't really know anybody that's doing any video advertising right now, but um, it's
1: coming. <laughs> cool. Right. And on that note, in terms of Google AdSense, what they did was, um, today actually, I think it was today, yeah, today, they added uh, a new uh, snippet of, of code, not really code, but a line of comment about it within the AdSense code. So, for example, if you go to your AdSense console now, you log in, and you go ahead and try to grab and set up a new ad, you'll see that they add under the Google hi- underscore ad underscore type equals whatever the ad type is, and, be, and above the Google... Uh, Underscore add underscore channel, whatever your channel ID is, you'll see they add um, a comment, you know, backslash, backslash, um, the today's date in the format, year, uh, month, day, and then they put in plain text the actual um, channel name that you assign to your channel ID. So instead of just showing the channel ID, they actually show you the actual channel name that you assign to that channel ID. Um it could be a privacy problem, not really a privacy problem, but it could be like a, a pro- problem in terms of, you know, figuring out somebody's strategy and how they actually name their channels and figure out new ideas on how to name a channel because it's written out there in clear t- in clear text. But other people are talking about in the Digital Points and Webmaster World forums that it might be that Google is preparing, and I'll quote you, it might be a move by Google in preparing to perhaps hide publisher IDs and perhaps require publishers to indicate... Where they are displaying ads, maybe it's the privacy thing coming along the way. I just don't, I don't fully understand why, um, why they would go ahead and uh, say this. I don't know, fully understand why they would go ahead and release a snippet of it and not just go ahead and do it. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Chris has anything to add about about this.
2: Uh, just briefly, I've kind of pretty much read the uh, the mm-hmm. threads about it and uh, GenSense's post on it. It's an interesting, the second comment in GenSense's post is by a, somebody named Darren, um, and he suggests a way around the, quote, problem that she points out without violating NPS to create the channel, generate the ad, place the ad on the site, and then go back into Google and rename the channel. I personally don't know why you would want to do this, so... Um, perhaps uh, some of you uh, publishing type gurus that use AdSense can uh, give us uh, a little bit more informa- information as to w- what exactly Darren is talking about doing there. Uh,
1: ben, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mean-
3: um, I, I think, well, this is just for channels. So if you don't create a channel, do you have to necessarily include this line? Like, can't you just track it by domain?
1: Yeah, you could definitely, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to include a channel. Um, you can probably okay, remove so that comment if you're not as well.
3: creating a ch- I mean, it's better to create a channel to test the stuff, but if you're not wanting to create a channel, then you can just you know do it by domain and, and then get around this kind of display of info. I mean, I really? I don't know who's really going to want to know this info anyway, but it is kind of, I, I don't think I would prefer it,
1: you know. Okay, that's, yeah, that's fine. Uh, what I'm going to do now, it's, um, we have 15 minutes left of the show, um, we're going to go into commercial now, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Yahoo's contextual program, some bugs we were found, and some ways they improved their ads or reportedly pr- improved their ads. So let's hit commercial right now, and we'll see you all soon.
0: Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. pulse. We'll be back after this short break.
3: Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper, sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive webmasterradio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe.com or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create.
4: With over 30,000
0: clients and eight years of experience, West Host is not your basement hosting company. Starting at $3.95 a month, West Host offers the lowest price virtual private server technology in the industry, yet they don't sacrifice their world-class data center or superior 24-7 client support. Sign up at westhost.com today and get the hosting technology and real support your business needs at prices you can't find from other hosts. Westhost.com. That's westhost.com. W e s t h When you expect more from your web host. Now, back to The Pulse. Pulse. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host.
1: Hi, and welcome back to The Search Pulse. This is Barry Schwartz. Again, with me today is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Box. Um, the next topic we're going to talk about is Yahoo Publisher Network. There was a reporting bug. Basically, Yahoo Publisher Network is Yahoo's contextual ad program, and over at Webmaster World, we have Overture rep um, confirming that there was a bug in the reporting engine. Um, what happens was that. Uh, today, they, she said, we f- uh, on September 22nd, we found an error in our YPN portal that caused an accurate reporting of added unit impressions to click-through rate, the uh, CPM, and the average RPC data for some of our publishers. The number of clicks and revenue reporting for all publishers is accurate and was not impacted by this error. We have issued a fix for this error, and you will see accurate data going forward within the next 24 hours. So, Basically, this appears to me that they were, you know, they were not able to fix the the bad data in terms of the ad unit impressions, the CTR, and CPM. Um, but it wasn't, you know, they fixed it, but it's not going to be, you know data in the past is totally gone. And going forward, it will be fixed. They said that the revenue figures were not affected. The clicks in the revenue figures were not affected. I mean, of course they're going to say that even if it was affected, but, you know, it has me worried that, you know, those reports were all pretty much, you know, messed up. Basically people are in, in the chat in the forums out there saying, Hey, my impression date is way way lower than it was last week or, you know, two days ago. What's going on? And that was what was going on. Their reporting engine was messed up somehow. Um so I wanted to go say, Ben, if you have any you saw anything else on this that you wanted to add?
3: Yeah, I was just reading a little bit uh in the forums about it. And, and basically just Webmasters have seen a reduction in impressions but not revenue. So, you know, a little annoying but nothing too big.
1: Right, yeah, but I just have a feeling it kind of affects the revenue, but I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's hard to say because they don't really give much more information,
3: you know, about what was actually going on. They just said there was inaccurate reporting, so, but they didn't mention that it was revenue-based. Who knows?
1: Right. And on the topic of Yahoo, they also released, um, um, they've been testing new ad types. I posted a link in the chat room. Um, to how Yahoo improved or said they improved their YPN ads, you'll see that they removed any ellipses for, and truncated words from some of the ads, the inclusion of 40 character titles on certain ad units, and they changed the number of ads displayed on certain ad layouts. So, for example, um, Lauren Baker at Surgeon Journal had uh, wrote out specifically what those changes were. On the 24 by 60 and the 46, 468 by 60 ad units, It would no longer display a description. And I posted a uh, sample of that on the the actual blog. Um, The number of listings will change based on the following. So the 160 by 600 ad will have five listings. The 180 by 150 ad will have one listing. The 300 by 250 ad will have three listings. The 336 by 280 ad will have four listings. And the 728 by 90 ad will have three listings. I think we'll go over to Chris and see what he has to say about this topic
2: uh... well i'm a little bit concerned about the uh... the removal of the description um, to me that's a very important part uh, you know let's say for example in this sample that you've got on the site here adwords builder software and then yeah. AdWordsBuilder.com. dot com you do at least have had adwords builder twice but having that description in there would give you that all-important third mention, which uh... has in the past uh, proven to statistically drive greater traffic so i'm I'm definitely a little bit worried um and uh, you know as an advertiser i would uh you know wonder why i'm no longer going to be uh, using a description now perhaps this is just one of the styles and and some of the other new styles will allow uh descriptions i'm um, I'm not sure on that uh Ben would you think they yeah could, no
3: chris actually i agree with you i this is like basically just looks like Sponsored links, you know, that you yeah. purchase on a site and put there. There's no real descriptive information. It's just a link with like, you know, a grayed out, you know, URL on the bottom, and um, it doesn't look like it's going to really improve click-through rates very much in any way. And so, yeah, I agree with Chris. I, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, you know, maybe getting some of these, you know, things like ellipses and truncated words might be a good deal, but getting rid of description altogether, please. We're paying more. We're paying money for that. <laughs> Don't take it away.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think Yahoo's going to test it and see what happens. And well, I guess based on the data, and what they see, they'll make some changes or not. So they might put it back. Who knows? But they're right now testing it, and hopefully that's just temporary. And we'll have to see. I'm sure they'll go with the, whatever the, the works the best for the advertisers, you know, and what brings in the most dollars for them themselves. Um, let's go to the next topic. It's about Google Prey. It's a new meta tag out there. It's really a joke. Um, basically, uh, some hacker slash spammer, you know slash black hat or whatever you want to call it. Um, he's known as a guestbook spammer. He used this meta tag called Google Prey. I'm going to post in the chat room. It's kind of funny. Um, people are joking about it. Um, basically, some comment spammer spammed somebody's comment, uh, you know, their comments area. And when they dug down deeper, this from spam huntress, they found that it was this person um, who did it? And then a lot of other bloggers got spammed by this, and then people started boycotting UMax scanners because that was in the Google meta tag. Google prey. It means does nothing. It's just a joke. Then some forum discussion about that at Ev1 server forums and also Webmaster World forums. I don't know if anybody, you know, Chris or Ben, have you, uh, Ben, have you ever seen this before? Um, yeah, it's it's there's a lot of actually information about this
3: on the web there's a lot of people that have kind of been tracking these like spammers down and like what they're doing and the problem is it's like it uses exploit within internet explorer and basically if you visit the site um... then basically you become the the, the like the guestbook spammer where the script will run and then it will spam guestbooks and then all of a sudden you know you're helping out the spammer do his work which is pretty bad. So, um, you know, if, if, if you're checking this out, don't visit one of these guys' sites that people have tracked down. Um, so people Let's are kind of mad at this, too, uh, because right. it's not fun in any way.
1: Right. Chris, do you have anything to add on that?
2: Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, uh, everyone should know that Google Pray only works if you are a true believer. You must believe in order for it to work. And you also should have a little... Um, a small little mat cuts idol, probably like in in a in a nice place of honor somewhere in your home or your office, so that you can you know deliver uh uh gifts and and whatnot to the Matt cuts idol and then institute this <laughs> tag and it'll it'll certainly work then
3: Yeah, <laughs> the great carry candles
1: too around that
2: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right yeah, thank you thank you for ending it that. that's you know much appreciated um. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Let's talk about um, let's talk about rotating ad blocks. Um, Google, uh, we had a little thread talking about how to reduce ad blindness. Um, we don't have much time, but I'm basically going to summarize this webmaster world thread, which discussed how Google suggested in the AdSense inside AdSense blog post that you should go ahead and re- you know try alternating between Google ads and Google related links. Google related links is basically this service that allows you to paste some code on your site, and it will show you related links, either web searches, video from Google Video, based on the content. The thing is, people click on those links, it's not a paid link. My thoughts is that, one, you know, you shouldn't go ahead and... If you're going to rotate it, that's great, but you shouldn't rotate it with Google-related links, because a lot of people are confused, and they think that Google-related links is actually a paid link, that people get paid for clicking on those links, but it's not. So people are still going to have ad blindness towards it, because they look like paid links. Um, you should rotate it out either with, you know, real content or just white space, I think, and then that will help, you know, reduce any ad blindness if you're going to do any rotating. Um, Chris, do you have anything to add on that?
2: I don't think I'll comment on this one.
1: How about Ben?
3: Um, yeah, actually, Barry, I agree with you um, in, in that regard. However, though, like, there have been people that have tried this out, I think, uh, I can't remember the exact links, but they were saying that how they kind of enjoyed the video Kind of links that were switched back and forth, and the people were getting kind of used to looking at those. Um, so, but no, I agree. I think it, even the related link box, so to say, kind of looks like like one of those um, like Chiquita One Mall box things where you have to like purchase products <laughs> and stuff like that. It looks they look really similar in a lot of ways. So yeah, there's it can get confusing. But it well, could be nice for for sites that that do need some you know content to add to their site, or at least just some fluff to fill in the spaces here and there, and rotate with some ads. So it's something that maybe could, that people could test out.
1: Okay, that's good advice. Um, we have about three minutes left, so try to move quicker now. Um, ben reported and discovered this Google One Box adult spam, and you know, it's basically a Q and A result where he did a search on some type of dating query, and Matt Cuts. I emailed him, he replied finally saying that he checked into this, and it was an issue with the quote-unquote one-box extractor code. He said it's now been fixed, and thanks for mentioning this. So, you know, good find, Ben, and it was obviously some type of bug with Google, and they fixed it. I don't know if you, Ben, have you seen anything else with that? Thanks. Um, Not too much. It's really kind of iffy. You know, there
3: hasn't been a whole lot of information on this. I haven't been able to figure out like what actually happened. It just it happened, I think, with one particular set of sites that were all in the same IP, kind of promoting this like adult spam type of stuff. And it seemed to, to, to congregate around the navigation links at the bottom is what they were looking at. And it seemed to be kind of keyword-based, too, where the search um, was the highest density of the keywords were in the bottom and the navigation links, and that's what Google pulled up. So it's cool that they fixed it, though. It looks a lot
2: better now.
1: Okay. And Chris, anything quick?
2: Yeah, just real quick, I have to give you guys kudos for uh, identifying it as being a one-box program. Uh, I'm, I think I may have said that it was probably not one-box. So I was wrong. You guys were right.
1: That's good. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. I'm going to go summarize the last few topics uh, because we have no more time left. Um, lingering, there were lingering reports of a very inaccurate Google site command search. Basically. Google, some people, when they do a site command, site colon, www.domain.com, what some people have been noticing is that Google shows off-site domains listed in that command. Matt Cutts keeps replying, saying, hey, I don't see this. You know, please go ahead and be more specific. But for some reason, it comes up sometimes, doesn't come up other times. People are still reporting that this to be a problem with the Google site command. and It's still out there. Another topic is... um, Google has some more credit card errors on AdWords, so people who are putting in their credit cards in AdWords and they're trying to pay for their ads are not able to. It's you know it's been fixed several times and it has been fixed one, once more yesterday. Um, in addition, Google moved their re-inclusion request form from the Google uh, from the Google like contact us page to the Webmaster Central, aka sitemaps place. You have to sign into sitemaps or Webmaster Central. Finally, uh, no two more. Uh, Google Lab Rat. Um, Basically, if you want to be a Google Lab Rat, I think Chris signed up to be a Google Lab Rat. You could go ahead and be a Google Lab Rat, meaning you could go ahead and test out Google Pages and be a beta tester there. Um, I'll put links out to that tomorrow. And the last thing is Andy, um, over at Link Building Blog, posted a great article on how to beat this Google Sandbox, the second version, an updated version. That's pretty much all we got today. That wraps up uh, the fourth edition of the Search Pulse. I hope to post a recap either later tonight or tomorrow at scroundtable.com, that's Search Engine Roundtable. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at barry at com or comment in tomorrow's post. Again, this is the fourth edition of the Search Pulse. It took place Tuesday, September 26, 2006. Thank you, Ben and Chris, and I look forward to seeing you all next week at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Everyone have a great night.